Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart appreciate you all coming to this uh, uh, press conference today. Um, I, I just had a, a quick statement that I wanted to make, uh, and then we'll we'll follow that up uh, with some questions if, if any of the members of the press uh, have one. Um, last week, I said some things about the great state of Nebraska, <laughs> uh, and um, I wanted to, to make an official apology uh, to our 37th state, um, Nebraska, it's, it's a, it's a fine state. Um, as everyone knows, their, their state bird is, of course, the, the Western Meadowlark. Um, their drink, their, their state drink is, of course, milk. And, uh, <laughs> there's... Sorry, I'll hold, I'll hold my questions. Please continue the press conference. Uh, yes. uh, their state soft drink is, as, again, as we all know, it's Kool-Aid, um, which I will circle back to. It's a state of, uh, 1.9 million people. Um, it is historically the home of the Omaha, Missouri, Ponca, Pawnee, Oto, and Lakota tribes. Um, it has a, a storied history of great people. Um, you know, uh, and, and I think maybe just off the top, uh, I, sh- I should say it, it, intermarriage and incest is illegal in the, the great state of Nebraska. And of course, no one there would, would practice such a, such a barbaric uh, sort of thing. But I really just wanted to talk up the, the, the wonderful 37th state, the, the fight in Nebraska. Uh, really, uh, it's the only state in the union uh, with a unicameral state legislature uh, with nonpartisan members. Uh, mm. They have no, no party affiliation. Uh, it is, of course, a major producer of beef, pork, wheat, corn, soybeans, and sorghum, folks. Sorghum. Um... You know, uh, other important sectors of their economy are freight, manufacturing, telecommunications, uh, information technology, and insurance. Uh, it, and, I, you know, Nebraska, it's not that bad. It's got the fifth lowest unemployment rate in the nation. Uh, and it's the second largest producer of biofuels. Uh, it's the only state where all electric utilities are publicly owned. <laughs> publicly owned, folks. Um, I uh, I do have a question. Are we at the question part yet? Uh, I just have a couple other facts, and okay, then, and okay. then I'll I'll uh, hit right with the questions. Um, so uh, of course it's the home to the world's largest train yard, 
Uh, Kool-Aid was created in Nebraska in 1927. Uh, Cliff's Notes uh, were also uh, created in, uh, in the wonderful state of Nebraska. And it is, of course, the first U.S. state to outlaw marital rape and divest from South Africa due to apartheid. Uh, so I just wanted to apologize to uh, the, the very honorable state of Nebraska uh, for my, my heinous and thoughtless comments uh, last week. I apologize for the harm that they did. Uh, tarnishing the reputation of such a fine state, and uh, I will be taking questions now. Okay, so right off the bat, did you just, in fact, get a bunch of facts off of Wikipedia? Yes, that is is precisely what I did. (laughs) That's fair. Follow-up question, Sam, are you truly, truly sorry to the people of Nebraska who you have grievously harmed? Um, you know, I'll... (laughs) I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, it is a state that did divest from South Africa due to apartheid and was the first state in the country to do so, which I think is commendable. Um, but it is a fact that their state drink is milk. Um, yeah, that was another is, question I had. Um, which is very challenging. <laughs> well, Sam... I think that's about all the questions I have other than uh, what are you are you going to spend any more time with your family? What's what's the steps forward from here? Uh, no, I, I think just sort of the, the education and community service I just did uh, is really going to suffice. Uh, I'm not going to I don't intend to make any other changes in my life. OK, well, that's fair. Well, Sam, do we have anything else to talk about while we're here? Uh. No, that's pretty much it for the press conference. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming. Um, hopefully, we won't have to do this again when I insult uh, a different state in this uh, great, great dysfunctional union of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all for coming, and goodbye. The cities are a burning, and children are a ghostin', because it's hanksy panksy, it's a disaster. A podcast where two dumb idiot best friends are forced by my wife to watch disaster after disaster. I'm Sam Siegel, and I believe my wife belongs in The Hague. <laughs> I'm Luke Patrick, and I agree with that statement. I am the other dumb idiot. Sam, fuck this. Yeah, so uh, here's here's some background information, folks. Uh, this week we were supposed to watch uh, 2012. Uh, that that's the movie that my wife had picked to punish us. And uh, last night Luke and I were talking, and we were both completely downtrodden by the fact that uh, that that the movie was two hours and forty minutes long. It was. It just seemed daunting, mm-hmm. and so I told my wife that, uh, you know, it was just, it was a lot. You know, two two hours and 40 minutes is just a lot of 2012. And she said, you know what, you're right, I'll grant you a reprieve. So she, 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 she searched for some other disaster flicks, um... Uh, I specifically requested no weather-based disasters given uh, the past week's events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and she narrowed it down to two choices. And folks, I lobbied hard for one of the other choices here. I really wanted us to watch 
Mark Wahlberg's Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, which I, is it's I, probably I, the mistake you made is that you lobbied very hard for that one. Yeah, yeah. So instead, my wife decided to inflict upon us the absolute honest-to-God war crime <laughs> that is 2014's <laughs> Left Behind. Oh, starring Nicolas Cage. Oh man, the substitution seemed like a good idea at the time. It seemed yes. like a good idea, Sam. Yep. Uh, if if memory serves, I told you, and the first thing you said was "Jesus fucking Christ, no." <laughs> yeah, Sam. Fuck me running. Um, you know yeah. what? I didn't. Here's the thing, though. I didn't expect it to be this bad, and it was. No. It was extremely bad, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I should have had an inkling, given that part of the reason Kenna chose it was because it has a one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I didn't. This is new information. I'm just receiving this now, and Sam, I want to cry. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking bad. Maybe later I'll read some of the reviews yeah. uh, from from this one. But um, but yeah. And then when I when I told her that we were both horrified at the choice she made, she gave me the most <laughs> fucking heinous grin and said, "Well, it's shorter than two hours and forty minutes, isn't it?" <laughs> She's out for fucking blood, this woman. Yeah, it's. I gotta tell you, she's she's not she's not holding back anymore. Mm. I, she's honestly, Luke. I think she is legitimately angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems so because after this war crime that was committed upon us, mm-hmm. I'm. I don't question that at all. I think she hates us, my friend. Yeah, um, I did read earlier today that the International Criminal Court has a warrant for her arrest. And, <laughs> you know, the, the one good thing about living in a country that refuses to recognize uh, the jurisdiction of the International Cri- uh, Criminal Court is that they will not arrest my wife and haul her off to The Hague. Yeah, that's probably good, I guess. I don't know anymore, man. Should we just, yeah. should we just dig in? How is, how is your watch, Sam? I want to hear about your watch first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, Mm -hmm. let me just give you a sample of what happened while watching this movie, okay? Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So I began the flick, and then at some point during the course of this film, and I've never done this with a movie ever, I stood up, yelled, fuck you, at the TV, and then could not sit down again for the rest of the film because I was pacing around my living room, seething with rage. Like a caged animal, huh? Like a caged animal, just occasionally continuing to yell, fuck you, at the TV. Holy shit, Sam, I have never been so mad at a film in my life. (laughs) And I've seen lady killers. Oh, my God. Yeah, it... It is telling that in the middle of you watching this, you did tell me to tell my wife, fuck you. (laughs) A sentiment I now kind of regret because it is pretty harsh, but also, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Kenna seemed to enjoy it. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because, man, 
if she was going for that reaction, she did get it. Boy, she did. Oh my God, she got it. Well, Sam, that was my watch. It was the most disrespectful watch I did at the very end of this movie. <laughs> I had subtitles on. I did put on an album, uh, Toxicity by System of a Down, just to sort of get oh. me through so I could watch oh it with God. subtitles. <laughs> Holy shit. That's intense. I did not want to watch this movie after the hour mark, my friend. And it's 50 oh. minutes longer than an hour. It is. Yeah. It's it's pretty painful. Mm-hmm. So, my watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty damned, let me tell you. Mm. Uh, woke up at about 5.30 this morning to my cat Bernie being an absolute piece of shit (laughs) and Luke it only got worse from there Mm. so the cat just screaming at me so I finally get up at again about 5.30 5.45 I go and I feed the cat she horks down her food Uh, then I go and I give her the water from the tub that she so craves. She (laughs) screams at me the whole time. I pee. I'm not hungry. It's too early. I low-key kind of don't feel good. So I go and I start the movie. The cat comes and screams at me some more for no reason at this point. Just none. Then she gets up on the armrest and bites my shoulder multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this horrid fucking flick not feeling good not feeling any better then the cat vomits then I get up to go get some breakfast I walk into the kitchen and I see what seems to be a wet ankle sock on the ground nope that's not an ankle sock that's a big McDonald's hash brown sized puddle of chewed up food vomit that now I have to clean up. Then I start cleaning it up, and Luke, I am not at all exaggerating when I say that I full-on fucking dry heaved (laughs) cleaning this up like three times. Nice. pained, guttural, it ruined my throat. I have been consuming cough drops all morning, mm. trying trying to repair the damage that I did to myself cleaning up this vomit. Somehow, didn't wake up my wife with this extremely loud vomit noise. <laughs> Kenny ain't waking up for that. This Mm-mm. is This is what you get. This is what you get in life at this point. So, I finish cleaning it up. Then, the cat goes in the room and screams at my wife. My wife wakes up. Then, I tell her about what happened. I tell her that the movie is god-awful. She laughs. (laughs) Then, I say, well, now I'm not even fucking hungry for breakfast. So, I go back to the movie. I watch for a bit. I get hungry for breakfast. I eat my breakfast. It's fine. I finish the movie. I feel dead inside. I would like to say that I had a different experience, but Sam, you know I didn't. This is... Yeah. I think think dry heaving during the middle of Left Behind (laughs) is the best possible reaction to this fucking Nicolas Cage vehicle. Yeah, I wish I could say that the dry heaving was the worst part of this experience, but it wasn't. It was the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man. Should we... 
Should we even do a plot? I guess we should do a plot. You have I, I think we are legally obligated to do the plot. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, so Nicholas Cage is a pilot, and he has a daughter, and their mom is born again Christian as of recently. It kind of seems. Yes. Yes. And she's real pushy about it. Yeah, newborn again Christian. Mm-hmm. So dad and daughter are pretty skeptical of this. Um, mm-hmm. And then dad decides to leave on his birthday to go fly a plane to London and possibly have an affair with an air hostess. Um, uh-huh. And daughter is visiting from college, question mark? Y- yes. Um. Anyway... Then the fucking rapture happens. And what this looks like, folks, is a bunch of people just disappear and leave behind their clothes. Hence, left behind. Because mm-hmm. everybody else is left behind. Oh, my God. And then they have to land the plane, uh, which, for reasons unknown, continues to experience just fault after fault and gets hit yes. by a plane mid midair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the pilot, the pilots of the other plane, were raptured. Were raptured, uh, and in the great expanse of the sky, somehow they managed to run into this plane. Anyway, uh, daughter for the rest of the movie pokes around an empty house and drives around to some random places. Uh, that's her entire plot line, and eventually does get a call from Daddyo saying that they need to land the plane, but they aren't going to make it to JFK or LaGuardia. So she makes them a runway, they land the plane, and then she says this is just the beginning. Whackity-schmackity-doo. That's the plot. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's it. Oh, my God. Sam, do I even have to ask, what did you think of this movie? Okay, before I start talking about this movie... I wanted to talk about another aspect of my watch that was relatively minor, but I'm actually extremely angry about. Okay. And it is IMDb TV. So, okay. Uh, here's the thing, folks. Amazon Prime's app on the Xbox sucks. It is a shit streaming <laughs> app. It, it is... It, and again, I've had 60 weeks of doing this, folks. It is by far the worst user experience of every streaming app. It is wretched. It does not follow any of the other conventions of every other streaming app. You hit Y on the controller, it's search everywhere else. Uh, on Amazon Prime, it's just a photo of Jeff Bezos that says, Fuck you, try again. <laughs> it, you, everything just sucks. The search sucks. Navigating sucks. And then, here's the thing. Sometimes movies will have multiple entries of the same fucking movie because they're provided by different sources. Mm -hmm. So on this one, for some reason, there's the Amazon version of Left Behind, which you can rent or purchase. Don't. (laughs) Or there is, confusingly, the IMDb TV version, which, why is there an IMDb TV? I don't fucking know. There's Amazon Prime. 
They're both fucking owned by the same fucking penis-headed billionaire Mm -hmm. who went to not actual space in a cock rocket. Why the fuck are there two of these, Jeff? Why the fuck are there two? Then, for some reason, you gotta gotta pick the IMDb TV version. And that one's free, but with ads. Why does this fucking exist, Jeff? Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you, Jeff Bezos! And fuck IMDb TV! It doesn't... It's so fucking hard to say. IMDB TV. It's too many fucking letters. You penis-headed, cock-brained shithag. Fuck. (laughs) I know what you look like when you're visibly angry. Because we are very good friends and I've known you for a long time. And Sam, you were just the most visibly angry I think I have ever seen you get. And it was completely justified. There is no reason for it to exist. (laughs) Oh my god. It shouldn't be this hard to watch this much of a shit heap of a movie. But Luke, to your question, this movie fucking sucks and the best part of it were the Kate McKinnon Verizon ads that I got. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, here's here's where I was with IMDb TV, which is extremely difficult to say, as you pointed out. Um, yes. So IMDb TV plays ads. I've watched a couple movies through IMDb TV before, and there's nothing more jarring than watching Child's Play, which I did recently, <laughs> and then suddenly there's just an ad. It's just Kate McKinnon yeah. telling you about Verizon. So, Sam... The first time an ad break came up, I was like, maybe I should rent this. And Sam, I came within a cunt hair of paying (laughs) money, paying actual money. And it's it's causing me panic now. I almost paid $3 to watch this movie. And I am so glad that I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, don't fucking do that. Don't pay for this. Oh, my God. People at home pay nothing. Don't watch yeah. this movie, but if you if you're forced to, in a saw style torture situation, do not exchange currency for this flick. No, fucking pirate it if you have to. Mm-hmm. Do not give the people who made this movie money. Mm-mm. Um. Also, I did. I won't lie. I love the irony uh, of here's a Jew watching a Christian rapture movie two days before Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Lashana Tova, motherfucker. Lashana Tova, my friend. Um, yeah, it's, let's get, well, oh what'd my you, God. Well, I guess. I mean, <sighs> I think it's apparent, but what do you think? Oh, I hated this movie. Like I've hated no other film <laughs> I have ever seen. This movie, is- holy shit, it's bad. It is uniquely wretched. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, folks, there is no part of this movie, not a single part, that is good or makes sense. Mm-mm. There, nothing. From the cinematography to the writing to the plot itself, none of it makes an iota of sense. Yeah. Down to the acting, too, which I believe one critic called so wooden you could build a deck out of it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, it says a lot that Kate McKinnon's performance in those Verizon commercials was more compelling than every single actor's performance in this movie combined. Yeah, man. Well, it's 22 minutes into this podcast. I guess we should actually talk about this movie, <laughs> Sam. 
<laughs> yeah, let's... Do you want to start with the fact that the, the main character, I assume, uh, of this movie starts out wearing a UCA jacket? Oh, really? Did you fucking miss that? I did. I might have been... I Full disclosure, might have been making coffee for the first minute and a half of this movie. Oh, well, Luke... I, I hope you're happy to see your alma mater represented in this because she's wearing a fucking UCA Bears jacket. Go Bears! Go Bears! They're in this shit fest. Oh, why would you inflict that upon what is an average and, you know, pretty decent state school yeah. that, that I attended? Oh, my God. Why would you besmirch the name of, of this institution? Movie? Well, here's here's the thing. Not only does it have just her wearing that UCA Bears, again, uh, for those of you unacquainted with the prestigious institution of UCA, that would be our hometown of Conway's University of Central Arkansas. It is fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's what it says on the uh, the placards all around campus. It just says, welcome yeah. to the University of Central Arkansas, dot, dot, dot. It's fine. Yeah. My wife went there. A lot of my friends went there. I feel like general consensus is it's fine. It's fine. It'll it'll get the job done. You'll get a degree. You'll get a degree. Um, but not only was she wearing the jacket at one point, another character says, oh, so you're in college? And then the camera cuts directly to the UCA Bears logo on the jacket and holds there for a solid three seconds. And Luke, I want to know... How much of your tuition money went to that? <laughs> so you're positing that this is product placement, basically. It had to have been, because there was no reason for him to go, so you're going to college, UCA Bears. Yeah, I mean, it has to be the case, I guess. So I would say that, uh, you know, without... without Going into too much denigration, that seems pretty par for the course as far as uh, spending tuition money on very good purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, uh, but before it sounds like we're really shoveling a lot of shit in UCA's direction, I do, I do want to call out my alma mater, Hendricks College, for allowing one of the God's Not Dead movies to film on their campus. <laughs> So really, nobody's nobody's alma mater is coming out of this podcast okay. Is, yeah, all is, our hands have blood on them, folks. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, you look at your college, you'll find some some stuff. I do believe uh, University of Chicago, they film parts of Dark Knight there. So if that happens to be your alma mater, uh, well, I guess fucking good for you, buddy yeah. boy. Yeah, oh, Mr. Fancy Pants went to University of Chicago where a real movie was filmed. (laughs) Okay, Sam, fuck it. Fuck it, dude. It's 25 minutes, 26 minutes into the (laughs) podcast, and we still haven't really talked about this movie. Where do we even fucking begin with Left Behind? Um, I, I think, I think you have to start with the dialogue. Hmm, okay. Because it is so fucking absurd that the people who wrote this movie seem to think that everyone in the United States does not understand Christianity. Yes, 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 yes. That this is some weird, mysterious entity 
that yeah. no one is familiar with. And so anytime someone's like, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to agree. Yeah. Just, just, it's people regard Christianity in this movie the same way real people regard ancient Mesopotamian cults. <laughs> With disdain and confusion and this, like, seeming belief that surely no one would actually believe that, right? Yes. Because, I mean, Ugh. like, the the girl talks about how her mom has, like, really gotten, uh, gone off the deep end and started really getting into some stuff. And, Luke, I won't lie, my first thought was, uh, she got into QAnon. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's set, it fucking sounds like she's talking about how her mom is really into fucking QAnon and firmly believes that there's just this international cabal of secret pedophiles controlling the economy or something. Yeah. Yeah. But that's... no, it's, she just believes in traditional vanilla Christian beliefs. Yeah. And it's not wild at all. Yeah. So t- t- two, two things about that uh let's see if i can remember them both through my blind rage um <laughs> yes first point the bar has been set in such a different direction now because of QAnon. that mm-hmm. yeah her reaction would probably be that's weird i guess mom's super christian now and yeah. that would be it um she's not she's not taking ivermectin and no, she's not pus- putting a horse dewormer in her body, <laughs> which, hey, folks, 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 it's 2020. I can't believe I'm having to say this. It's 2021. 2021, God damn it, Folks, do not take medicine that is made for animals. Yeah. Just, just, just don't, please, for the love of God. Yeah. Take, take human medicine. Please it do. It is meant for humans don't take horse medicine please please do not consume apple flavored horse medicine (laughs) and put it inside of your body but that's so again that's where the bar is so her mom is a christian so what second point catholics man they just don't exist in this universe as best as i can figure not at all (laughs) because Every sample of Christianity we get in this movie is just waspy Protestant Christianity. Um, yeah. So yeah. if you're a Catholic, this movie ain't for you, guys. This this yeah. ain't it. You're gonna feel pretty left behind. <laughs> oh, womp womp womp. Uh, that's, you know, that's the quality of humor you're getting this week because that's the quality of film we got. Yeah. And here's, um, here's, here's the thing about Christian representation in this movie. So, it, it, you don't come across great. I'll say that. It's a, it's, it's the weirdest thing because it is, it is deeply pro-Christian, mm-hmm. but it's not very kind to Christians. No, every Christian we see is either crazy, like Mm -hmm. scream at you in the airport crazy, which is a thing that happens in this movie, or is insanely pushy, um, or is a pastor that doesn't actually believe in in Christianity, which is another thing that happens. Yeah, and and it, it sets the bar for being raptured really fucking strangely, because mm-hmm. apparently 
like morality does not factor into it. No, it, not a bit. It is purely do you believe in the J Man or not? And that's it. Yeah. That's that's the questionnaire. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes or no? Yeah. And and everything else, incidental. Because we see some people who are portrayed to be pretty fucking good people. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. would argue that the main character daughter is a good person. Oh, she's for sure a great person. And yet, she didn't get raptured because she doesn't believe in Jesus? Yeah, it's I, the, I the, way guess? It's, the way it's portrayed is like she'd never even heard of the man until her mom became a Christian. And then the way her and her dad treat it is like, oh... Who's this? What is this now? This is all completely new information. Yeah. It Again, they treat it the same way they would if your mom came to you and said, I believe there are ghost penises in cereal. Yes. Or I've joined an ancient Grecian cult that mm-hmm. practices sacrificing animals underground in secret lairs. Yeah. Um, I have joined the cult of Dionysus. Respect me. Mm-hmm. Would you like to join? You should really join. The blood orgies are fantastic. Yeah. Hey, do you know who has to feel like a real asshole in this movie? Everyone? Everyone. But specifically, and I feel so bad for this dude. There's this Muslim guy on the plane. Yeah, let's talk (laughs) about him. (laughs) Man, that just has to suck that the rapture happens. And then here you are, as portrayed as a devout Muslim... Mm-hmm. who's probably lived his life, uh, you know, by the rules of, of Islam, has been an upstanding human being, seems like a great guy, and then, nope, no rapture for you. Sorry, buddy, you picked the wrong team. Yep. Uh, again, that is the part that is kind of unkind, because doesn't it? there's one right religion in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not Islam. Uh, it, it is also <laughs> a universe... It where Jews don't exist. Hey, yeah, because here's my question. Are the Jews getting raptured? You oh, know? I, f- I think not. Because, you know, the prequel is there. You got the whole the whole prequel coming from the Jews. I feel like that would that get you oh. you'd skate on through on that one. Oh, but I'm telling you, the uh, we, uh, we Jews do not meet the, the sort of inclusion criteria for this one, which is, do you believe in Jesus? And <laughs> Jews are going to come in uh, with a pretty hard and fast no. Yeah, a little uh, south on that answer. Just a little south. So we are, we are stuck on the plane with Nicolas Cage at the yoke. Oh, for sure. Hey, Nick Cage will say yes to anything, huh? Yeah, I gotta tell you, so again, peek behind the curtain here, um, this validates, uh, our decision to not, not, uh, pursue Hanksy Panksy Cage Match, in which we watch (laughs) all of Nicolas Cage's movies, because the pain that I felt watching an hour and 50 minutes of this, Mm -hmm. uh, was but a paper cut to the fucking meat grinder that we would have been in yes had we watched i think 152 weeks worth of this man's horrible fucking back catalog yeah man sometimes we have an idea and even for us it is a little too masochistic and in this case validated a hundred percent uh this, so this man don't... made leaving las vegas i don't understand sam 
and National Treasure. He can be fun, yeah. but not here. Not here he's not. Instead, he's just photoshopped into his own family's portrait, mm-hmm. uh, and he looks sad and lumpy. I have no other way to describe Nick Cage in this movie but sad and lumpy. God damn. And hey, here's another thing that I hate about this movie. Uh-huh. Okay, so... And sorry, folks. This one's not gonna be. We're we're gonna goof, but this movie is 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 downright despicable. <laughs> so. Yeah, folks. I'm sorry. It's low on goofs. It's high on venting. Yeah. <laughs> so to vent a little bit, everyone who isn't a Christian is portrayed as being morally bankrupt in this yes. movie, except it's, is the daughter maybe. Yeah. It's fucking insane well the daughter and the reporter uh yeah who who didn't get raptured again because he's neutral on christianity yeah yeah but but like here's it it shows like so a girl is in a mall and then the rapture happens and she's left hugging her little brother's clothes Mm -hmm. um which i won't lie i laughed at um, and and then we see absolute fucking pandemonium. Mm-hmm. People stealing shit, breaking shit, beating the piss out of each other, setting New York City on fire. Yeah, blowing people away in the streets. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, because it, no. I gotta tell you, if if the rapture happened right fucking now luke patrick yeah right now nothing would happen yeah and here's the thing too this movie is so focused on white christian america that it Mm -hmm. overlooks the fact that huge parts of the world are fine yeah like new jersey (laughs) or europe we don't even have to go to china just france let's take france most of france is exactly the same as it was there's just yeah. like a handful of people missing at this point. Yeah, society's not exactly falling apart, especially saying that New York is so heavily hit by the fucking rapture. <laughs> is <laughs> I'm so, like, what? No, New York's fine. Yeah, absolutely fine. I'm telling you, there are not a lot of devout enough devout Christians in New York fucking city. That society collapses and it goes up in flames. That's not happening. It isn't. And here's another thing that irritated me about the logic of this film. Is that apparently, so like we said, our Muslim friend, no rapture. And daughter, who seems to be a great person, no rapture. Right. Every child on the planet, rapture. Yeah, and look, look. Most kids, fine. But there are some shithead kids out oh, there. Oh, for sure. And what's the age limit? Do you hit 13 and you start masturbating and then God's like, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's like some, some fucking 13-year-old with hairy palms. His parents are both popped out of existence. And here he is just like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Oh, I jerked my tuber too much and I missed the cutoff. <laughs> Ah, oh, damn it. I cranked my <laughs> piston too hard. It's just butt fuck. And it drove me insane. And I believe that's the exact moment that I... Like, they go to a NICU ward. or yep. And there's just no children left. And there's a lady who's like, all the kids are gone. And I believe that is the exact moment that I stood up and yelled, fuck you at the TV. 
Yeah, speaking of that, this movie, whoever, again, wrote this movie or the book that it's based on, has a real hard-on for grieving mothers because Mm -hmm. frequently we see time and time again mothers grieving that their children popped out of existence and they're stuck without them. It's pretty much the only thing this movie shows. Uh, Like three women on the plane crying and screaming because their children are gone. Woman just kneeling in front of her stroller crying and screaming woman in the in the the delivery suite or whatever just fucking dead-eyed because everyone's gone except her and it's just like are you fucking jerking off to this what the fuck is wrong with you yeah if that's if that's your thing is crying mothers you sick fuck this is the movie i gotta tell you if you can purchase this one through jeffrey bezos's platform and just uh paint the walls because this one's got you covered yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, yep, he's involved. Sick, yeah, you sick piece of shit. Um, I do want to talk about the clothes for a second, because it okay. doesn't make a ton of sense to me, and Luke, all I can think is, are these people getting up to heaven naked? Oh, for sure, dude. It's like a German park up there. Oh, it's just... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you didn't know this? During the rapture, everyone is going to be uh, reduced to, to their birthday suits and then zapped up into the good place. Well, but no underwear was left behind, and I found that puzzling. Hey, I did think about that, about the fact that, like, what if you went out that day and you had, you know, your Andrew Christian on or your really nice uh, Victoria's Secret lingerie, uh-huh. You're feeling good about yourself, and then you just you done got zapped out of it. That would you'd feel like a real dick, wouldn't you? But like, I don't. So, yeah, I mean, it would fucking suck. But it seems to go with you because we don't see anyone's fucking underwear in their empty clothes. Yeah, which one of two things is happening? You're getting raptured in your underwear, and only that, which yeah. is weird. God, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> or Every Christian goes commando all the time. Yeah, which I think we can categorically say, yes. That yeah. one that one seems like the, the obvious answer, yeah. Yeah, devout Christians, as we all know, do not wear underwear. Yeah. Um, well, Luke, uh, I'm getting a... Let's just fucking go advertise. I don't have fucking <laughs> any... Just let's do some ads. Let's please. do it. All right, let's go. All right, Luke. Um, I'm gonna I'm, look. I I hate to do this, but I I am gonna just go in hard on planes for a second. Okay, okay? please. You know we all know that you love the flight sim, and that you're yeah. basically a pilot at this point. So, Sam, I would love your expertise on the plane. Okay, so the movie's description says that uh, this plane was at thirty thousand feet when the rapture happened. Now yeah, yeah. the movie says that they were halfway to London. Uh, and so this would have been a flight from JFK to London, which seemed to be on a Boeing 777. Mm-hmm. Now, a 777's cruising altitude, which you would be at halfway between London and, and JFK, uh, is not 30,000 feet. Mm. It would be at least 43,000 feet. So that's sort of puzzling just to begin with. But then when uh, Nick Cage is off in the back of the plane cranking his wang or whatever, 
and the co-pilot gets raptured, the plane immediately starts to descend. Now, Luke, why the fuck would the plane not be on autopilot at that point, as every fucking plane in the sky would be in the middle of their cruising altitude? Hey, I don't know, and I also don't know why, outside of the collision that they have, there seems to be a lot of trouble flying the plane. Yeah, so at the beginning of the movie, he says something about, like, how their computer was kind of fucking up or something. Yeah. But no plane would take off if its computer system was not running right. Hey, hey yeah, the computer rig inside the plane's a little fucky, but you know what? YOLO. <laughs> Let's just yeah. go for it. It just, you know, that's just your your radar, uh, your fucking flight plan. It's just uh, the whole IFR route. It's just your communications. Yeah. Uh, it's just your weather. Uh, it's just your way to uh, determine terrain uh, and uh, whether other planes are in the sky. But you don't fucking need that. No. And t- to your point, man, when I have computer trouble, I don't do anything except try to fix my computer. Like, yeah. And I'm not flying a plane full of 150 souls, as Scully exactly. would say. Exactly. Not Scully, it- sorry. Sully. Scully would. would. Yes say something different i'm sure so so there's that and then here's problem number two yeah nicholas cage doesn't have any bags hmm. and and he's flying to london yeah and folks i don't know how much anyone knows about long-haul flights and pilots experiences during this but you don't just fly the plane to london and then hang out on the plane until it goes back to jfk sure you can't do that you, you stay in London for a few days, as Nick Cage is planning on doing since he got U2 tickets with... <laughs> Come on, bud. Have better taste. But he has so, no bag. What you're positing is that his plan was... Well, not positing. It's proof positive in this movie that his plan was to go to this U2 concert in his pilot's outfit... In his dirty pilot's outfit. Yeah, and then sit through the entire concert while Bono's up there screeching, uh, yes. just hanging out in his pilot's uniform. God but damn, I missed that, Sam. Here's the other thing. Pilots have to have, at minimum, a flight bag or an electronic flight bag, which is like an iPad, because it contains critical fucking information mm. that pilots need to operate a plane, like the checklist, like uh, information about their departure and arrival route, uh, like who to talk to on air traffic control, and and how to respond to any numerous different things. So the fact that he's just going in there with nothing but his dick and balls in his hand mm-hmm. is <laughs> buck wild. So it makes a lot of sense given how he reacts to the situation. Uh, yes. Basically what we've discovered is that Nick Cage is not a good pilot. This no. man is playing it fast and loose yes. with everybody's lives. He did not do a pre-flight check because he didn't have a, his fucking EFB with him. Mm-hmm. So I, who knows what the fuck else is wrong with this plane. But here's the other thing, folks. A triple seven flight from JFK to London is going to have more than two pilots and two flight attendants. Yeah. It, it by nature, has to have more flight attendants. That's a big-ass plane, mm. and it needs 
lots of flight attendants. Even, even your typical domestic flight has more than two fucking flight attendants. Mm-hmm. So in what fact, the fuck is happening? Uh, I was about to say we don't even see one of the the flight attendants through most of this film, but Sam, she got raptured. She did get raptured. She did get yes. raptured. I forgot about that. And another thing. Okay. When when Nick sees that there's another plane careening towards his plane, uh, and he what does he do? He tries to contact them. They don't answer. So he tries to contact them again. They don't answer. He tries to contact them again. And mm-hmm. he does this like five times, and then he's like, well, I'll pull up now. But then when he pulls up, he turns to the right and pulls up. Why? You don't have to bank the plane to go up. Also, you probably should have started moving the goddamn plane from the start. Yeah. And you could have used the fucking autopilot for that. It's a little knob. I know exactly where it is. You just turn it a thousand degrees down and say, go there. And the plane automatically does it. You don't have to bank it for no fucking reason. Yeah. Well, Sam, if we'd done that, they would have just, this movie would have just been, the rapture happens. And then it would sure. have been exactly like the daughter's plot line, which is just her poking around an empty house, except in their case, it would have been an easy flight back to New York or possibly on to London. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, and then just the last thing, they can't figure out, the, the people who made this movie can't really nail down what's wrong with the plane because yeah. the, the wing got slashed and so it's leaking fuel and so their speed brakes and their flaps don't work. Yet, the ailerons that are also on the wings do work. I don't know why that is. And then, for no reason, the elevators, the thing that makes the plane go up and down, also don't work. And yet, they're able to descend. Uh, And then we very much see the plane pull up before it lands, which it shouldn't be able to do without elevators. And the plane is 20 minutes out from JFK and still at cruising altitude. It wouldn't fucking be there. I hate this fucking movie. Yeah. Do you you feel better getting all that plane stuff off your chest? Weirdly, yes. <laughs> I'm glad. That's good. I'm glad we can get some kind of closure out of this this yeah. movie, at least a little bit. Hey, I do want to talk about something that happens on the plane, though. Uh-huh. And that is Aliens Guy. Yeah, Aliens Guy. So let's talk about Aliens Guy. So Aliens Guy is a guy who clearly has some uh, advanced theories about mm-hmm. a lot of things, because in the beginning of this movie, he's talking to somebody about how... The Department of Defense is making a jet that can go Mach 40, and it's based on uh, technology that they took from Area 51. Which I just I just want to note: Mach 40 is 30,690.76 miles an hour. Holy which is, shit balls! Which is 6,000 miles miles an hour slower than the fastest rocket launch ever done, which was the New Horizons rocket, which went about 36,000 miles an hour. God damn, that's fast. Yeah. So no, it, any human on that plane on that Mach forty plane would get pasted. Yeah. So everyone's reduced to paste, but that's beside the point. Now, here's what I want to say about Alien Sky. Uh-huh. So the rapture happens. Everyone's just like vanished on the plane, and it mm-hmm. takes them probably until an hour and fifteen minutes to come up with a theory. But this guy yeah. pops up and says. Maybe it was aliens and they were abducted. And everyone else on the plane basically says, fuck you. And here's my problem with that. Aliens is a good theory. 
It's a pretty <laughs> solid theory. I gotta tell you, they're zapped away with no clothes, which we all know aliens would do so that they could mm-hmm. probe your rectums very easily. Oh, they gots to probe a rectum, and you can't do that with some nice some nice Calvin Kleins on in between no. that rectum and their probes. And we all know that aliens hate Muslims, and so they wouldn't <laughs> take them. Yeah, uh, but they do like children, so they did oh, zap all they love the babies kids. up. They're I mean, they're part of that QAnon cabal that's, you know, pedophiles. Aliens and pedophiles, like two peas in an intergalactic pod. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to exonerate that guy because he he gets short shrift on his theory here. And I got to say, it makes as much sense as, well, they all went to heaven. Yeah. Um, That alien guy was done dirty. And I think we pour one out for alien guy. He... He had his time in the limelight, and he was broadly disrespected for it. Yeah, like Galileo. In his own time, he was not respected. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, another thing I want to say about this is, how do you think the date got picked? Because it seems like it's just a random-ass Tuesday. And they they keep saying, like, the signs were there. Like, oh, my wife told me that the end times were coming because I think maybe they mentioned there were some earthquakes or something. Yeah, and it's like, there are fucking earthquakes all the time. Yeah, and so randomly, the rapture happens on just like a Tuesday at 3 for some reason. Okay, now, Luke, I know you didn't want to go into this, but you did say at 3 o'clock, and Luke, you are incorrect in that. Mm -hmm. Because, Luke, the rapture seems to happen sometime around 6.30 in the morning. Because... (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Here's the thing. Daughter goes back and just sort of mills about her house looking for her mom, who did seem to be showering with all her jewelry on, which is puzzling to me, but I'll <laughs> let it slide for now. <laughs> and she walks by her mom's uh, bedside table, and on it is a clock that reads 817. Mmm. Okay. All right, and now it, this is some hard data. Yeah. Clearly it is not 817 p.m. Yeah. Uh, because it's still very bright outside, and so it can only be 8.17 in the morning, which leaves me with so many questions. How yes. long was she at the mall? What time did she fucking arrive? <laughs> Why was anyone at the mall before 8 in the morning? Yeah. Why, for that matter, does God work on uh, early morning schedule centered around the yeah. United States on East Coast time? Yeah, rude. And then, <laughs> and it got more confusing because Nick Cage left, we can assume, shortly after the daughter uh, left the airport, which yeah. would have been, I assume, about six in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> which, and let's just be clear it's clearly not. It's clearly yes. like mid afternoon, is what it's portrayed yes. as. And so he gets halfway to London when the rapture happens, yeah. which would be uh, on a six-hour flight, about three hours, so about nine in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, East Coast time. Then they turn around to go back to JFK, and and within very little time at all, it's night, which isn't possible. Yeah. Hey, I put it to you. A real sign of the apocalypse would be this shit. Time yes. gets all wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. And nothing makes sense. Suddenly huh. it's it's six in the morning and then it you know, randomly it's <laughs> ten at night. Fuck, that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah, I love 
we left JFK at six, three hours, so nine. We've been flying back for about two hours. So it should be 11. It should be almost lunchy time for old Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. Why is it as dark as the dead of night? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Oh, continuity on this movie. They had a continuity person, and then they fucking sacked him. Like, that or this person left. I think that's probably the better theory, is that they took one look at the script and said, Nope, can't do it, guys. I'm sorry. This movie's fucked. And then they just walked out, stole a bagel from the craft services table, lit their trailer on fire, and then left. Oh, yeah. Um, So I have a question. Yeah. What did the grandma do? The, like senile woman on the plane oh yeah you mean this old woman whose husband gets raptured but But she doesn't i think (laughs) do you think it's because she's got uh advanced dementia and it's it's gotten so bad that she can't even remember who jeezy crazy is here's the thing if that's the case and that's the only case that can be made hey hey god it's me (laughs) sam that's that's just not nice. That's fucked up is what it is. That you got to change your policy, man, cuz or woman. Mm-hmm. Uh because that's not nice. Some people are demented and may have believed, but they they may have forgotten. And that doesn't mean you can leave them on a plane confused for six hours yeah that or an alternative theory is that this is an interfaith marriage and she's Mm. jewish and she got the (laughs) she got the short end of that stick as we've already discussed yeah yeah i mean that's that's definitely fair i was also curious as to why they didn't try to land at uh laguardia because as we all know uh, no god exists in LaGuardia, so nothing would have changed. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It would have been fine. I think LaGuardia would yeah. have been just completely fine. Yeah, would have been running uh, perfectly normal, which means about two hours behind. Yeah, and if this is now Satan's playground, I mean, no better place than LaGuardia. Oh, that man's yeah. going to be running a tight ship up in LaGuardia. Yeah. Again, a lot of delays. A lot of rats, but same old LaGuardia. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, (sighs) Let me see if I have any other... Okay, yeah, I do. I do have another thought, Sam. Mm -hmm. Uh, So again, on the morally bankrupt side of things, there's there's this English woman on the plane. Yeah. Okay. Now, she is portrayed as being a druggie, but in a way... That's clearly written by somebody who has no idea how drugs work or yeah. how you take them or what they are. Yes. Um, because here's what happens. She's freaking out because she's figured out that everyone's gone to heaven. For some reason, she, the English woman, is mm-hmm. attuned to this fact because she went to a Christian camp once as a kid. Which sounds about right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then <laughs> your sorry. typical British fucking Christian camp. Yeah. And then she goes to the bathroom to do some coke. Now this makes sense. She thinks the plane's <laughs> going down. She's addicted to drugs. Okay, I'm with you writers. Then she says uh that this is a bad trip, which no, that is not how cocaine works. Uh-huh. 
and that it's going to end. And then she goes back to her seat, and later the reporter guy shows up, and she's got track marks on her arm. So what the yes. fuck's up with this lady? Writers? <laughs> so... <laughs> so I think, I think the writers... Uh, have only been exposed to early nineteen uh, hundreds cocaine use, in which it was injected. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, which I guess they learned from the Nick, which may have actually premiered after this movie. But um, I think they just think that you inject cocaine. Yeah, that or that she's just well, she's on drugs, so she's on all the drugs. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, again, doing it all. Presumably, this is the reason she wasn't raptured. She didn't believe in the greasy jeezy, and uh, she she's on a bunch of drugs. So you don't want that in heaven. That's no good. No, no, not at all. Um, hey, why do this? Why do the satellites not work? Oh, I don't know, man. Why does technology in general suddenly decide to just bite it as soon yeah. as the rapture happens? Because here's the thing. God didn't detonate a fucking EMP on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and satellites don't believe in God, so they couldn't have been <laughs> raptured. We all know satellites are devout Carl Sagan-level atheists. Yes. And again, this movie can't decide what Christian's role in society is. Are yeah. they either an obscure, secretive group that no one really knows all that much about, or are they so integral to society that all technology fails to work when they disappear? Yeah, and then we also see, though, because at some point we're getting a shot while she's, uh, the daughter's walking around, of, like, multiple police people and ambulances. And so it seems like the healthcare profession, minus the NICU, is mm-hmm. apparently not Christian. Or didn't no. didn't truly believe or something, so they're all kind of fine, right? Uh, and and say, uh, but telecom fucked. Yeah, telecom, Just, as we all know, is deeply at an ev- a deeply evangelical section uh, of the marketplace. Yes, yes, uh, deeply, deeply religious. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh God, this movie. Um. Hey, there's. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no. No, no, no you. Okay. Why is this so that there's a a journalist in this movie uh and god, the actor, I, his name is on the tip of my tongue. Um that's not coming. Yeah, Crimble Crimble Flan? Sure. Let's go with Crimble Crimble Flan. Um there's a journalist who's on the plane and he meets the daughter in the airport. Why is this man, this grown-ass human being who's reportedly a very famous uh journalist uh huh. And again, cannot emphasize enough: a grown ass man hitting on a college student. Yeah, he's very creepy because he's talking to her, and then Nick Cage shows up, and then he leaves, and then Nick Cage <laughs> leaves after talking to the daughter for a bit, and then the reporter shows up again. Yeah, and then it's it's horrible. Yeah, he gets her number, he buys her a coffee, like I. It's just gross. So maybe that's why he didn't get raptured is that's his whole vibe is this grooming ass Mm -hmm. shit heel of a human being. Maybe that's his problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's he's a fucking creep. He also made me mad because 
the flight attendant asked him to take a take a photo of the uh the wing mm-hmm. uh damage and he takes like 17 yeah and it's like but they just need the one yeah well he's got to get the lighting right i mean he's got his journalistic integrity he's sure. got to yeah. you know really capture this but yeah fuck that guy yeah um there's just a shitty music video in the middle of this movie Oh, fuck, the soundtrack. I forgot to talk about the soundtrack in this movie. It's garbage. Yeah. It's straight fucking trash. Uh, And the music over the credits, did you listen to that? Yes. Yes, dude. It's kind of horrifying. Oh, it's all like... I don't remember the specifics, but I remember the vibe is something like, well, everybody's gone and I'm left behind. Mm-hmm. And thank you, God, for, for absorbing all of these people. Yeah, it's it's really fucking, like, horrifying. Because it's mm-hmm. just like, wife turns over in bed, husband's gone. And blah, blah, blah is here, and they're gone. And you're stuck <laughs> in hell. Yeah. And, and, like, holy shit. And here's and it's this, like, upbeat song, too, which is bizarre. Yeah, here's the soundtrack as a whole, and this end credit song is no exception. There are two two things that are are being uh, given to us in this film on the sound front. One, uh-huh. Christian music, which is objectively terrible. I'm sorry yes. if you enjoy it; it's fucking terrible. Yeah, you know we all enjoy bad things sometimes. I like DiGiorno pizzas; they're not great, but I like them. <laughs> yeah, so if that's your bag, fine. But there's like two or three of those. The rest is one dude on drums because randomly we'll just get a drum beat. Yes. And that's it. And it's not even a good one. With one exception. Okay. And that is when the planes nearly collide when we get out of nowhere rock music. Mm hmm. Just like guitar riffs, and it's like, yeah. What? Here's my theory. They made uh, they made this movie for sixteen million dollars, and I'm pretty sure that fifteen million nine hundred thousand of this was Nick Cage's salary. Uh huh. And so what remained was, uh, you know, just gone to like the insurance and maybe some of the other actors, and then at the very end, someone was like. Hey, we don't have a soundtrack for this. And someone went, oh, shit. Well, I've got some cheap-ass Christian music, and then also I own a <laughs> drum set. And they were like, fucking spit it up, buddy boy. That'll work. Yep. There you go. That's it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Can can I just read you this, uh, this bit of critics' consensus yes, from Rotten please. Tomatoes? Yes, yes, yes. Yea, verily, like unto a plague of locusts, left behind hath begat a further scourge of devastation upon Nicolas Cage's once proud filmography. (laughs) That is brutal. Yeah. Man, that cuts deep. Boy, it's... And it's not overstating it in the slightest no can you imagine if somebody wrote a review like that for you or they were just like man this travesty that luke patrick has coded truly mars his entire software engineering career this is the worst thing ever created (laughs) you'd feel that in your fucking 
bones, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Can I tell you one of my favorite parts of the movie? Oh, I'm amazed you have a favorite part, and Sam, I would love to hear about it. Okay, so the daughter clears the highway of all that flimsy construction equipment that the plane easily would have blown through without any damage. Yep. Then she drives to the end of it, and her truck is, like, nose-to-face with a bunch of barrels. Yeah. And uh, she's... Uh, her dad is saying like he needs to be able to see the runway and so she flashes her brights at this wall of barrels Mm -hmm. and says can you see it (laughs) I loved his response too because he in the nicest way possible says we're three miles out we're very tall up in the sky (laughs) no no I cannot see your brights yeah what a see he should have gotten raptured because in that moment he displays the patience of a fucking saint because mm-hmm. he doesn't say no you fucking idiot <laughs> those are car headlights no we need a flare or something is what he says yeah you goddamn dipshit i'm in a plane <laughs> do you I'm know not what on the i other do side of a i'm not on the other side of a fucking parking lot you nitwit yeah I'm in a plane in the sky. You're facing barrels. Yep. You're not even facing the right way. The plane's behind (sighs) you. It's behind you. This movie, man. Oh, my God. Do you have anything else to say? Let me check my notes real quick. I mean, I could dish on this fucking flick all day um yeah i have a lot of notes i am realizing a lot of them are plane related (laughs) um like how the the lavatory doors just have normal door handles on them which they don't have in real life uh and uh the actor who played like the texan businessman yeah uh his his name was gary grubbs and i just like it Oh, Gary Grubbs is excellent. So I've got two more thoughts for you, just real quick. Yeah. So the first is that America needs walkable cities because of apocalypses. Because in every movie we've seen, basically, uh, and in this one, inexplicably, uh, an apocalypse happens. And then for whatever reason, nobody can use a car. So, And we see the daughter walking over to this church to talk to this pastor and then walking back home, and she walks home from the mall. Like, there's just a lot of walking going on. We really need walkable cities in the United States because you... really do. You never know. So that's that's think piece number one. Uh, Think piece number two is that there's a lot of open first-class seats after the rapture happens, and then there's still a bunch of people back in coach. And that doesn't make sense to me. That wouldn't fucking happen, man. I gotta... (laughs) I gotta tell you, also, the air marshal got raptured, and no. No. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Air marshal not getting fucking raptured. Yeah, air air marshal no go nowhere. (laughs) He's he's stuck on those planes with those other damned souls. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, again, not a good look that apparently rich people going straight to heaven. Yep. And then the the people in coach are stuck there because they're general riffraff and aren't allowed up into into first class. So 
Yeah, that's all I got, Sam. That's all I have yeah. left in me over this fucking movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I sort of, I was sort of curious if, like, animals and pets get raptured, because we don't see animals. Yeah. But I also figure the budget didn't allow, I don't care. Let's get the fuck out of here, man. Let's, let's rapture ourselves straight out yeah. of this flick. Yeah, please, God. Um, so, folks, if you want to find us, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Let me tell you right now, if you have opinions about how we're wrong about Christianity, I don't want to hear them. Mm-mm. Okay? Don't. Don't at me, all right? We already get enough spam in that email account. I don't want this clogging it up either. Now, if you got some porno titles based on various different (laughs) mills, that I am interested in. Very Uh, interested. Please please send me your porn titles. Porn titles. Do not send me porn. I don't want that. Not today. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) Uh, so, so yeah, uh, please, uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll shout you out on the show and, uh, and, uh, share us with a friend. Uh, both of those really help us out. And, um, you know, just, just given, uh, some current events here, uh, you know, with the, the Hurricane Ida impacting Louisiana and Mississippi and causing, uh, gratuitous flooding in the Northeast as well, um, you know, look out. Uh, maybe for some uh, places where you can donate and try to help people out who have been affected by that. Uh, in addition, uh, the heinous abortion ban uh, over in Texas mm-hmm. is uh, just fucking deplorable uh, and and is, is completely absurd. So please uh, donate to organizations um, on the ground in Texas who are helping people uh, get access to important bits of of healthcare like abortions, um, and uh, and and advocate for change, uh, uh, fight fight bills like this in the future, and um, also they they do have tip lines, and if you can come up with some fake but believable tips uh, mm-hmm. for abortions in Texas to tie these people up, fucking do it. Yeah, uh, absolutely do it. Uh, so. On that, Luke, do you have a final quote? Regrettably, I do. But it's a positive one relating to this whole movie. So, Sam, it was said by the woman in the bathroom doing cocaine, and it is, it's just a bad trip. You've had them before, and it won't last forever. Oh, that is strangely comforting. Mm -hmm. It's done. We're done with this one. We get to move on. We're done. All right, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. We'll be back next time, and hopefully it won't be this bad. Bye! Fuck you, Jeff! <laughs>